week two because you complained last time. <laughs> okay. You have no idea what it's like to work around here, people. <laughs> hey, uh, you saw in our announcements that we have TC Cares coming up this weekend. Can I, can I just um, half brag on you people and half thank Jesus? This year we have 20 advocates from East Bay Calvary that are going over there to help. Now let me just share with you, that is four times the number we had last year. And I just think that's fantastic. I just want to say praise the Lord. Thank you for your help. If you still want to help, you certainly may. And in fact, you saw on that tear-off portion of the card, um, there's ways to sign up to help with TC Cares. It's a real hands-on way to show your love for Jesus and for our community um, in a very tangible way. And, and you, can, um, you can see uh, folks in the foyer for that right after church today. So grab your study guide, if you would. It's on the back of your um, East Bay Weekly. And we're going to talk about uh, faith works when we need help making decisions. And we all need help making decisions. We all go through times when we're just wondering, man, I could really use some good advice. Now, let me just tell you, Irma Bombeck has some great, great wisdom quotes online. I don't know if you've ever seen them or heard of her. Let me give you a few. These are things maybe you can take to heart as you hear some of these. She says, a word for wisdom, never have more children than you have car windows. <laughs> now, of course, in my case, I'm wondering, does that count the little triangular windows, you know, down front in the front? I think we need those in order to qualify. She also said, never loan your car to someone to whom you have given birth. I think that's a really good piece of wisdom. <laughs> this one's a bit suspect, but there is a thought to it. It says, um, seize the moment. Remember all the women on the Titanic who waved off the dessert cart. I guess there's some wisdom to that. I don't know. Here's a real serious one, though, and, I, and there's some truth to this. Know the difference between success and fame. Success is Mother Teresa. Fame is Madonna. Think of the difference. Here's some other interesting advice quotes. <clears throat> Most people struggle financially because they take their advice from salespeople, not rich people. Now think about this. A word to the wise ain't necessary. It's the stupid ones that need the advice. It's kind of funny <clears throat> until you find out who said it. You ready? Bill Cosby. And when we hear that, we realize, you know, we all need wisdom at some time in our life. We all need good counsel. We all need direction and help getting through life. And, and I want to take us through a passage. Gang, this thing is loaded with help for us here today. And it's in the book of James chapter 1. And I invite you, if you would, grab your Bible. James 1, 
starting in verse 5. Um, if you want to grab it on your phone, get your phone out, your iPod out, your iPad out, or whatever it may be, <clears throat> James chapter 1. And James, as you can see from my Bible, is almost all the way through to the right-hand side. Right after the book of Hebrews, you'll see it right before the books of First and Second Peter and First and Second and Third John, is James in chapter 1. And while you look for it, <clears throat> I want to give you a quote that to me just says it all. Listen to this. It is so true. Think about it with me. Most advice is free, but bad advice will cost you dearly. <clears throat> true? Most advice is free, but bad advice will cost you dearly. Have you ever had bad advice that cost you dearly? Have you ever seen family members act on bad advice or friends act on bad advice? Have you ever advised your children and had someone come along and tell them otherwise? And it has cost you all dearly. In those situations, what is the value of good advice? Think about it. What would you pay to have the right advice? What would you pay for the right person to come along and say, you know what, here's what you need to do, and it is the very thing that God would want them to do. What would you pay for it? Now, I got a great story. It talks about the value of good advice. Listen to this. Automaker Henry Ford asked electrical genius Charlie Steinmetz to build the generators for his factory. One day, the generators ground to a halt, and the repairmen worked so diligently to find the problem, but they couldn't, and it was costing Ford valuable manufacturing time. So Ford called Steinmetz, who tinkered with the machines for about two and a half, three hours, threw the switch, bam, and the generators whirled to life. And about a week later, Ford got a bill for $10,000. Flabbergasted, this tight-fisted car maker inquired why the bill was so high. Here's Steinmetz's reply. Itemized. For tinkering with the generators, $10. For knowing where to tinker, $9,990. And Ford paid the bill. Knowing where to tinker, knowing how to tinker to solve the problem, that's wisdom. Now, I'm going to give you a, a definition for wisdom there. It's one of your blanks on your worship folder. And here's what it is. <clears throat> wisdom is the ability to convert. And we're converting proper understanding. We're converting perceptions. We're converting knowledge. And we're converting them into the best decisions or courses of actions. Wisdom is not merely having knowledge. Wisdom is not merely perceiving. Wisdom is taking the knowledge, taking the perceptions, and saying, okay, how do I do it? How do I apply it? How does this work out in everyday decisions for my life? That's what wisdom is. That's what we need when life is tough and we don't know what to do, we need this wisdom. We need to know the wisest thing to do, and that's when faith works. Faith works when we need 
wisdom, faith works when you struggle with life's decisions. This is when faith works. And here's our wisdom passage for today, starting in chapter 1, verse 5, going down through verse 8. And we are going to read these together. Do you feel you need to stand up or are you awake? You awake enough? Okay, I'm trusting you on this, gang. If I see any of you dozing off, we're going to stand up the rest of the sermon, okay? Here we go. Starting in verse 5, let me read it to you. You'll see it up there on the screen. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask of God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. I think you can tell right now, this is a rocking passage. This is going to be good. I want to walk through three things with you. Here's how it's going to work. I want to talk about the recipients of wisdom. Who gets it? I want to talk about the source of wisdom. Who gives it? And then I want to talk about the big obstacle of wisdom. What holds us back from getting it? So let's jump into it right off the bat. You see the very first thing we're going to talk about on your blank there. The recipients of wisdom. And, and whatever connects with you through these next few moments, if you would take the opportunity to jot them in there on your study notes underneath this. The recipients of wisdom. So who gets it? And it's, and it's pretty simple. Verse 5 just mentions it plainly. If any of you, now he's talking to the readers of this book of James, this letter that went out to all the churches. And so James is generally talking to believers in church. In all of these churches to whom the letter circulated, he says, if any of you believers need wisdom, so he's talking to us. And some of you say, but who am I to, like, get wisdom? You know, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm... I'm just out here in northern Michigan. Well, I love this one quote. It says, you don't have to be listed in who's who to know what's what. And so it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you identify as a child of God. You are in the position to be a recipient of wisdom. And so here, if any of you and it talks about if any of you are facing life challenges, and, and this is the whole idea. We, we found out last week these people are going through all kinds of problems, trials of many kinds. And so if believers are going through life challenges and we need wisdom, we need discernment direction to make life's decisions, then we're in this spot. To get wisdom. Now, here's what I love about this message. Sometimes when I start to go through messages, I think, man, who could benefit from this? And I start thinking about people. I start thinking about different situations. I'm like, who could really benefit from this message that I'm dealing with this week? And here's the beauty of this week. All of us can benefit from it. True? Every single one of us. I mean, really, who's never been in a spot where you're like, no, I've never needed wisdom. I've just had it all along, you know? Really? If you're someone and you say, man, I believe in Jesus, I'm God's child, 
you know, I'm trying to follow this path he's got for me. And man, am I just struggling to figure this thing out. All of us, amen? So that's what I love about this one. If you walk out here today and say, man, I didn't get a thing from that. Whoever's with you, smack them, okay? (laughs) Everyone has something to get out of this. Every single one of us. Here's the source of wisdom. God. If any of you lacks wisdom, you see what it says right there? Say with me, let him ask of who? Of God. Ask of God. God is the source of wisdom. And something that you may not get in just the word ask. It is actually a continuing action. If you looked up this word in the original language it was written, it's not just a one time, oh, I asked, nothing happened. It's this asking and asking and asking and asking. Some of the technical terminology, this is in an, the verb is in what they call an aorist tense. Meaning it's just, a, you got to keep asking. Like don't just ask once and you're done, but say, God, come on. Come on, I need this. I need this. And, and, and you go back to him and you go back to him. Now, <clears throat> understanding the source of wisdom is God How many times do we initially go to a different source? Like, man, I need some help on this. And you you go to Google. Or you call up your friend. Or you grab the TV remote and it's time for Dr. Phil. And, And you work through option after option after option after option. And ultimately the Bible says, hold on. You want to deal with life's decisions. Your first stop needs to be the ultimate source of wisdom, and that is God. Ask of God. And so I know some people are saying, okay, this sounds a little too simplistic. Pastor, really? I have a problem. I ask God. He gives me the answer, and we're done. Like, does prayer really do all of that? I love this one story I read a while back. Um, it said a tale is told about a small town that had historically been dry of alcohol. But then a local businessman decided to build a tavern, and it was right down the road from a church. Well, this church was so upset and so concerned about the tavern ruining the town, and they planned an all-night prayer meeting to ask God to step in to intervene. And it just so happened they had this prayer meeting, and wouldn't you know, the next night, lightning struck the tavern, and it burned to the ground. And the owner of the tavern sued the church, (laughs) claiming the prayers of the congregation were responsible. And the church then hired a lawyer to argue in court that they were not responsible for this in any way. And the judge is standing there as both people are bringing their arguments, and he said, you know what? I have no idea how this is going to go, but he said, I kind of think it's ironic that the tavern owner believes in prayer and the church does not. And so here we are. If anyone lacks wisdom, 
let him ask of God. And I know it seems simple, but our first stop, folks, for any decision is prayer. God, here I am, and the brick wall is right in front of me. I need help. Ask of God. Here's the beauty of it. His consistent character gives it directly. Here's two words on your, on your sheet. Directly and simply. This is that word generously. And, and it's looked at in a number of different ways. Most of the time, this word is translated elsewhere in the New Testament. It's not, it's not translated as generously. Although God does give wisdom generously. He doesn't eke it out. But it really means this idea of, you know what, he is going to single you out. God is going to give it directly. He's going to give it simply. With singleness of mind and simplicity of action, he gives the right direction to those who persistently ask of him. And I love this. He never demeans the one asking. Like, go to him and don't worry about what he's going to say. And I know sometimes you ever, you ever go up to someone and you have a question and you're like, you know, here's a really stupid question, you know, and you feel weird asking it like I need help. And, and, and God says, no, 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 no. Just ask. I'm not going to say, wow, you're still struggling with that? You don't see it? Like what's your problem? God never does that. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to ask of him. And so as of right now, this this seems kind of easy. Believers facing troubles who need wisdom, we ask of God, and he gives it to them, and he doesn't mock them when they come. But look at number three, the obstacle of wisdom. The obstacle of wisdom, verses six through eight. Here's where we run into trouble. But when you ask, you must believe. And not doubt. Because the one who doubts is is like a wave of the sea and and it's blown and tossed by the wind. And and that person, they shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. Because they're double-minded. And and they're unstable in all that they do. Now, if, if I could just... If I could just capture all of our attention... I want us to understand there's nothing in God. There's nothing in God that would withhold wisdom from us. God is not one that says, I really don't feel like giving it to him. There's nothing in his character that says, no, not for you. He's not, you know, the wisdom Nazi. You know, no wisdom for you. You know, he gives it. There's nothing in him that says no. Our challenge is with us. And and he talks about it, wisdom's obstacle, and it's one word. It's a small word, but it has huge implications. Wisdom's obstacle is doubt. It's doubt. And it's a very unique word in the language of writing here, Doubt means, and this is vivid, doubt means divided against oneself. 
imagine, and you're going through this inward tug of war. Oh, should I or should I not? Or I, I, I want to do that, but I don't really like it. And, and, and this divided internally. And it's a very vivid word. It doesn't mean you can't critically think through the options. Or that we can't ever question or wonder. Or that we can't ever have fear. You know, if we never had fear, if we never had questions, if we never had wonder, there would never be a reason for faith. And the doubt stated here, it's really unique because it is an active word signifying inaction. Does that make any sense to you? Like, it's a very active, there's, in doubt, there's a lot of work going on inside. Should I, should I not, should I, should I not? And you go back and forth and back and forth, back and forth. But you go back and forth so much, guess where you go? Nowhere. You're going nowhere. Because you're divided against yourself. You never end up making a decision. And I have this quote for you. It's very succinct. It says, the enemy doesn't need us to make the wrong decision. He just needs to keep us from committing to the right one. Don't think you don't have to make a wrong decision to blow it. You just don't need to make any decision to blow it. That's what doubting does. Reminds me of this man who slipped off the edge of a cliff and on his way down he grabbed onto this branch and it was connected to this dead tree. And he's hanging from what he can see hundreds of feet from the bottom on this limb and he cries out is there anyone up there who can help me and he hears a voice I can help you he says who is it and the voice says it's God let go of the branch and he says is there anyone else up there who can help me And we've been there. We've had our moments of doubt, indecision that keeps us from committing to what is understood that God wants us to do. We've stalled. We've questioned, we've rationalized out of our way of acting on faith. And our doubt is this obstacle, it is this inability to wholeheartedly act on the wisdom that is given and rely on the one ultimately that is giving it. I want to give us four ways to gain wisdom from God. I want to get practical with us here this morning because this is something, folks, you and I can use today. You and I can use this this afternoon when we get home. We can use this at home. We can use this in our marriage and with our children. Uh, Students, you can use this at school or at college or in so many different scenarios. We can all use this. 
So let's talk down through these four ways to gain wisdom from God. And here's number one. Number one is we first need to admit it. Admit you need it. You know, it does take humility. And I, I, I get it. You know, it does take humility to say, you know, I don't have this figured out. I'm at a loss. But we all, we all need it. And in fact, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which are a couple verses that even as a kid I remember memorizing. <clears throat> and it touches at this whole heart of how we get wisdom. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. But here's the caveat. Don't lean on your own understanding. Like, don't just try to figure it out yourself. But what God tells us to do, we trust that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. So we need to be in a spot where we say, I don't have it figured out, God. Admit that we need it. Just just look at our church as like, one big support group. We all need wisdom. We can call ourselves maybe Doubters Anonymous. You know, I'll, I'll just start out. Hi, my name is Brian, and I need wisdom. And I think we're all in that boat. We need to be humble about it. God, I need help. Here's number two. Pray. Ask. First, we admit we need it, and then we pray or ask. This is just the text, gang. For me to tell us to do something different would be so foolish. Paul Bunyan has said, You can do more than pray after you've prayed, but you cannot do more than pray until you've prayed. They just stop. Hey, hit the brake, put the car in park. You know what? I'm doing everything else but praying. Before you do anything else, first pray. Admit you need wisdom. Tell him that you need it from him and that you are asking him to give it to you. First pray. And whenever I think of this first pray analogy, it just reminds me of one day back in New York, living in this old farmhouse that we were in, And I needed to go, and I couldn't find my car keys, and I am looking through the whole house, and I cannot find these things anywhere. And, you know, like with every, like, five minutes, internally, the temperature rises. And, you know, first I'm like, oh, where's my car keys? After five minutes, oh, where's my car keys? Ten minutes, where are my car keys? And I'm starting to go through every child, and I'm like, I know my boys those little guys, I'm going to, where are my car, who took my keys? And you go down through every child, no one knew. And I remember one of my kids said, Dad, have you prayed about this? That's not funny. <laughs> I'm th- Here I am, Pastor Brian Conover. And my kid is schooling me. Have you prayed? By now, I need to pray a lot more about just my car keys. It's about my my temper, my everything. Like, oh. 
And then to not do it would be even worse, you know. So, okay, let's pray. And we prayed about it. And about five minutes later, I found him right where I left him in the freezer. And so, don't even ask. It's just a, it's a long story. Don't even ask. But anyways. Um, but you know, we need to start out and we need to admit it. And you know it's not our natural reaction. And I don't know why it's not. Why isn't it our natural reaction just to pray? Okay, God, here we are. I'm just, a, I'm at a loss. Would you help me? And instead we go every other avenue, and then at the end we pray. Let's take that out of the end and put it to the beginning. We admit, and then we pray or ask, and then here's a third thing, because, and it's so true, read God's wisdom. Now this is, this is helpful for us because, you know, we can pray and ask God for wisdom. And, and you know, one of his answers is going to be, I, I think I wrote to you about that. And it would be helpful for you to maybe open up that book that I wrote to you about. And you can see it in there. Because, you know, God will never give you an answer that's different from the Bible. Sometimes we know the answer from the Bible, but when we pray, we're hoping maybe he'll give us a different one. Not going to happen. And so read God's wisdom. And I'm going to give you, if you're wondering, like, where do I start? I'm going to give you two books of the Bible to start for wisdom because they are actually wisdom literature. And, and the first one is Proverbs. And, and if you're wondering, man, where do I start for wisdom, like with finances and relationships and um, even personal holiness and lust and addictions and anger and all of these things? I'm going to tell you the best book of the Bible to start in is Proverbs. Dynamite. Proverbs is like 5,000 fortune cookies in a book of the Bible without any of the calories. It is just statement after statement after statement of awesome, divine wisdom. Here's another book of the Bible, and, and you may not have thought about it, and it's going to be hard maybe to spell it out, but just phonetically do it and, and go back and look it up. The book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. And you go to Ecclesiastes, and he's going to tell you exactly what we need to hear, but we're not really going to like it because he's going to say, you know what, everything that you're working for so hard in life, if you're working for more money and the bigger house and the bigger car and all these other huge things, he's going to say, you know what, it's all empty because you're chasing after the things that don't matter the most. So it's wisdom literature that you may not like, but that we need to hear. Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, if you're looking for wisdom, like, don't jump to the book of Revelation. If you want to understand end times, go to Revelation. But if you're saying, man, I need help making decisions, go to Proverbs or Ecclesiastes. Just start, just start going through. <clears throat> and if you need some help, maybe Google Proverbs on anger. Proverbs on finances. 
and you're going to get it. It'll be a real help for you. Go to God's wisdom. Read God's wisdom. So we admit we need it. We pray and we ask. We read God's wisdom. And then here's number four, and this is so awesome, that God has given us resources around us. Get with wise people. Get with wise people who demonstrate wisdom. And I'm going to tell you the other side of it. Avoid people that are unwise. Get with wise people who demonstrate wisdom. Avoid people who are unwise. And I got two verses for you on this that are just genius. Write them down. You'll see them up here. Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs 13, 20. And and this, this has this whole idea. And it's so important for us. It says, if you want to be wise, walk with the wise. Like, why didn't I think of that? If you want to be wise, walk with the wise. Connect with the wise. Let them rub off on you. Here's another one from Psalm 1, 1 and 2. It says, blessed is the person who walks not in the advice of the ungodly. And they don't stand around with sinners. And they don't sit around with people who mock godly wisdom. It says, however, their delight is in the law of the Lord or in the Bible. And in that law, they meditate day and night. And so one of the best things you could do after you have admitted you need wisdom, after you have prayed, after you've connected with God's wisdom literature, is to connect with God's wise people. And look for people who may have made wise decisions. Bing! They say, you know what? They have a marriage like what we would like to have. Let's connect with them. Man, their kids are awesome. Let's connect with them. You know what? They don't seem to be up to their eyeballs in debt. Let's connect with them. And you connect with wise people that have gone through some of the steps of biblical godly wisdom. And these are all resources for us to think about. So not only is it good for us to admit and to pray and to pick up the word to study it, get with people who are doing the same. And I'm going to tell you one of the best places to do it, small group. You may have heard that once or twice from me over the past 16 months, is small groups. You're going to get together with other people who are walking through some of the main life decisions like what you are, and you put it out to them, what do we do? And my small group just practiced that this morning. And we had a blast doing it. And really, from the group of people that were there, we came up with some great thoughts. At least I thought so. Because the Bible also says, in the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. So get with wise people. And when we hear his wisdom, instead of doubting it, What do I do? What don't I do? Instead of that inward division, you remember? Then we do it. And and I'm not going to be able to tell you, and you'll never have a fear 
You'll never question. You'll never wonder. Sometimes you will. It may not always be the easy thing to do. But when we hear from God and his word and his people, we step out in faith and we do it. We act on it. Don't vacillate. Don't be like that wave going back and forth. Don't be unstable, but say, okay, God, here we go. That's where faith works. And that's where God intersects your life and your decision-making when you have wisdom. So let's think about it for a moment. Do you have something right now in your life that you're saying, yep, this is something I need help in. We need wisdom. I just want to, let's just talk about it. We know what we need to do, right? If you say no, I'm going to preach my whole message all over again. Say yes. Very good. So admit it. Pray. Read his literature. And be with his people that are doing it. Can I pray with you for a moment? I mean, the Bible does say, if any of you lacks wisdom, let us ask of God. Can we ask God right now? Let's do that. Would you close your eyes with me and and I don't know your situation. I'm going to pray. And then in your heart, would you quietly, not, not verbally, just in your heart, would you talk to God? And would you tell him your situation? Let's start right out practicing this thing. And I'm just going to give you a moment of silence, and then I'll finish up, and we'll sing together. Father, I, I am, I'm Brian, and I need wisdom. And I'm in this room with a whole bunch of friends, and guess what? We're in the same boat. And Father, your word has said that you will give it, and you will give it to us directly, and we ask for that. You will give it to us simply, and God, I I just pray it will make sense. It will not be cloudy. And I know it may not be easy. But God, give us the faith to act on it. To obey you. To follow through. And I pray, God, because we trust you that you'll help us. Don't hold back. And help us not to doubt, but to do. Right now, friend, you add your thing in your heart, and you tell God, would you do that right now in the quiet? You tell God what you're dealing with. Father, you've heard the words of my friends. 
and you've heard my cry in my heart. And uh, thank you for being such a good father, for being good to us, giving us what we need. And boy, do we need it. We just want to hear from you. We want to see it in black and white on the pages of your word. And we want to be reaffirmed it through the words of your people. Because we don't want to screw this thing up. Give us what we need for every day. So that way we can be better followers of you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's true, most advice is free. But bad advice will cost you dearly. Isn't that true? I just give you a few just to get them right out there. Don't follow your heart. As nice as it sounds in a Disney movie, sometimes our heart is screwed up. Ask of God. Look in his wisdom literature and ask others. Don't follow the crowd. They may be all screwed up needing the same wisdom you need. Ask of God, his literature, his people. Whatever you do, don't follow Hollywood. Okay, we all in together on that one? Yeah, they need some wisdom too. We ask of God. We read his literature. And we connect with his people. And when we do, he gives it just when we need it and we react in faith to him. I hope this is a help to you. I hope this makes a difference in your life even today. Use it. And you know what? I'd love to hear about it. If you got some stories and say, you know, this is what we did. Here's how God worked it out. Email me right here at East Bay Calvary. I would love to understand it and celebrate with you on that. And just one thing, because it doesn't happen here often. I'm letting you out one minute early today. I am just the gift that keeps on giving, amen? Just remember this next week when I take that minute back, plus a few. I love you. God bless you. Have a great week.